convicts us and encourages us time and time again. We don't have to focus on that. We don't have to worry about that. I'll take care of that if you'll take care of my stuff. Focus on my stuff. And everything else is going to be taken care of by default. So fasting is an excellent opportunity to practice that. To minister to someone else's need right in the middle of my need. The expected results of the fast. God promises all kinds of things are going to happen. Health. Righteousness. When I call to the Lord, He'll answer. All of these things, except for health, are spiritual in nature. They're spiritual in nature. The physical act of cessation from food produces all of these spiritual results. It's a very interesting concept. The act of obedience to the will of God, the act of obedience to His commands, always produces spiritual results. It always does. If you're struggling in prayer to hear the voice of God, if you're struggling that you don't think He's hearing you, you can't feel the presence of God, I think we've probably all been there. Pray and fast. That will break through. When Daniel wouldn't, couldn't re- seem to receive a, a answer from the Lord, He prayed and fasted, and the answer came 21 days later. You will not only simply feel the presence of God, you'll not only hear His voice, but He will use you to build. He will use you to restore. He will use you to strengthen and to edify to minister to the needs of others. Again, none of this really benefits us. Not directly. But it brings us to a place where God can use us to benefit others. That is a much higher calling. That is a much greater purpose than to simply get my needs satisfied. I don't... I don't want to sound harsh when I say this, but it is the reality. That's the attitude of a child. I need my needs met. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I got a dirty diaper. I don't have a dirty diaper. (laughs) Just an analogy. (laughs) That's the attitude of a child. The attitude of an adult is... I can take care, I can help you take care of your needs. I can do that. I want to. When people get married, when people have kids, a lot of times it's not for the right reasons. I'm marrying this person because they, they complete me. I feel needed. I feel, I feel, I, 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 what about them? 
What are you bringing into this? They get they get married so that their needs can be met. People have kids so that their needs can be met. What an awful place to, to bring a child into. How are they going to meet your needs? How is that going to happen? It's not. And again, people come into church. Initially, that's the right reason. My life is a dumpster fire, and I need something to put it out. That's a legitimate need. Yeah, come on in. God can do that for you. But when he puts out the dumpster fire, and he gets everything fixed up for you, yeah, don't leave Don't leave at that point. Great, everything's good again. See ya. <clears throat> at that point, it's now time to help someone else. Help minister to someone else. Prayer and fasting. There are other disciplines as well. But prayer and fasting together are so powerful. They're so powerful. You will delight yourself in the Lord, the Bible says. You will come to a place where God's will is paramount in your life. Where you won't do anything except you're sure that this is where God wants me to go. This is what God wants me to do. And that's what gives you pleasure. That's what gives you joy. Is fulfilling the will and plan of God for your life. It's the best thing for us anyway. It's why we were created. <clears throat> Again, if I'm a tractor, I want to be out in the field plowing. If I'm a race car, I don't want to see a, a field. I want nothing to do with a field. I want to be on the racetrack. That's where I'm supposed to be. I was created to be a tractor. I want to be doing tractor things. Amen. <clears throat> now, the practical effects of fasting. Depending on how long you go in your fast, and again, depending on if it's a water-only fast, a juice fast, you know, a Daniel fast, there are all kinds of different fasts. Uh, but let's assume we're doing a water-only fast, okay? I would add this caveat, though. If you haven't fasted in a while and or if your diet is not the greatest and most healthy, if you do start fa when you do start fasting, you will be better off doing a juice fast. And the main reason for that is that when we start fasting, especially after about the third day, everything starts breaking down. Fatty tissues are going to start breaking down. Eventually, old, uh, old damaged tissue will start breaking down. But the fatty tissue is where your body stores a lot of toxins. Especially in our American diet, we ingest a lot of toxins, pesticides, herbicides, antibiotics, all this junk. And the body gets to a place where it can't purge itself as fast as it's coming in. So it'll store it somewhere where it's safe. And that's your fatty tissue. 
Well, in a fast, that starts breaking down, and all of that gets flushed back into your system. And that can cause problems. On a water-only fast, that happens pretty quick. So I would recommend a juice fast for a little while to slow that process down. Give your body a chance to purge those toxins, okay? Um, on a longer fast, a day or two, maybe three days, it, it won't really matter. But anyway, for the first three days, uh, that's the funnest part. <laughs> that's where the headaches come. That's where the, the bad breath starts, the stinky body odor, uh, the, the fatigue. And again, all of these symptoms, there's a reason for those symptoms, and they're not good reasons. Uh, the symptoms are there because of our diets. The symptoms are there because of the toxins in our bodies. If we had perfectly healthy bodies, none of these would be present. You would feel just fine going a few days without food. Uh, but that's those people are few and far between in the United States. Typically, uh, you're going to have a caffeine headache. You're going to have some kind of headache. You're going to have halitosis. Uh, you're going to have, maybe in more extreme cases, fatigue, uh, maybe a little bit of cramping, soreness. All of those things are because the toxins are starting to come out. Okay. After the third day, typically the hunger pains are going to go away. The uh, the stomach, the digestive system starts to shut down, hibernate. And that's that's really where the health benefits begin. Uh, you're giving that a break. You're giving that a chance to rest and, and recuperate, uh, which in some people hasn't ever had <laughs> a break. So uh, we're giving that a chance to rest a little bit. So the hunger pains, they come and go every great once in a while as the fast goes on, but by and large, they're gone now. For the next two weeks, we're going to be experiencing, the fast is going on two weeks, we're going to be experiencing the same fatigue, halitosis, uh, various stages of that. After about two weeks, in an average person, that's going to be done. You're going to be purged. The toxins are gone. And after two weeks, your energy levels start to rise. Everything becomes, your breath smells like a brand new baby. Uh, you're thinking clearly. And at this point, you're like, I don't ever want to start eating again. This feels so good. And that can go on, on average, depending on how big you are initially or how thin you are initially, it can go on about 40 days. It has gone on as long, I've read, as 120 days. But, I mean, that's an extreme, like, six, 700-pound guy. Uh few you combined, maybe. <laughs> but uh, about 40 days, you can go on. When Jesus says, when in the account of Jesus where he fasted for 40 days, it says, and afterward he hungered. Now, initially, that seems weird. You'd think he'd be hungry sometime before that 40 days. But when you get really hungry again, after an extended fast, that's where you need to start eating again. That's where starvation is starting to set in. All of the dead, decaying, old tissue, the diseased tissue is broken down now, and your body is starting to use healthy tissue for energy. And at that point, you need to start eating again. Now it's not healthy anymore to continue. So uh, 
That's kind of the breakdown of a uh, extended fast in general. There are so many benefits, physical benefits, to an extended fast. Uh, the <laughs> I've even read where bald people will get hair back. Graying hair will turn black again. Uh, I don't promise that. I've not seen it in my life. But I've read it. In any case, uh, all joking aside, there are numerous health benefits uh, to fasting. They're definitely there. And they're not to be ignored. I think that if God's people fasted regularly and ate Correctly, I think we would have a whole lot more energy to do God's will, and we would have a whole lot more time to do God's will. I think in a lot of cases, God's people fall asleep way too early because of that. And so, I'm not going to make a doctrine out of that, but... I think scripturally and health-wise, I think there's some, some benefits to not only fasting, but eating correctly. Amen. One finger pointed here, four pointed here. In conclusion, as with everything else under the New Covenant, the physical act of fasting itself is not as important as our motives for fasting. Why are we fasting? We're fasting because we're commanded to. We're fasting because it pleases God. We're fasting because it benefits us in so many ways. And it helps us come to a place where we can benefit others in so many more ways. The will of God becomes apparent to us if it hasn't been before. The path to that will becomes apparent. The voice of God becomes clear in our lives. Our attitudes and our 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 desires shift more from the temporal to the eternal. And that's what we all need. We all need more of that. Me too. I need to get a little bit less of this and a little bit more of God every day. Amen. Fasting is a spiritual exercise that will produce spiritual fruit and spiritual results. And that's what it's all about. The physical act itself is not as important as the motives behind that. And it's not as important as the results obtained because of it. The results we get from fasting are, we could spend a series on that. They are almost too numerous to, to count. But they're all there for us. They're all present as soon as we step up and start submitting ourselves to the plan of God. One of those, one of those areas is in prayer and fasting. We spoke about prayer last week, fasting this week. Combined together, they are in. What's the right word to use? They are, they're unbeatable. There is nothing that can stand that assault of prayer and fasting. There is no, no situation in our lives. There is no situation in this world.
that can stand the combined assault of prayer and fasting. Everything has to move when that happens. It has to. There is nothing more potent, there is nothing more powerful this side of eternity than that. When God's people begin to pray and fast, whatever we're seeking for the, for the will of God, for the direction of the Lord, has to take place. God has a plan. Sometimes things get in the way of that plan, spiritual things. Prayer and fasting can remove those spiritual obstacles, and that right early, so that we can move forward in the plan of God. Amen. So as people, as people of God, as children of the Most High God, We need to be practiced, and we need to exercise these offices circumspectly. That we are a people that prays, and we are a people that fasts. Combined together, the will of the Lord has to happen. It has to manifest because God said it would. Amen. Let's all stand.